most of the images that we see of Jesus Christ as King show him very much in our earthly terms as a glorious King on a great throne with a scepter in his hand and a golden crown on his head. And he is the King before whom we have to give an account of our lives at the end of time. And it is an awesome and a fearsome thing to listen to the idea of judgment at the end of time. But there is consolation and there is hope in the kind of king that Jesus actually is. I think all those images, the, the worldly kinds of images, are in direct contrast to what we see of Jesus in the gospel. And the other consoling thing is that Jesus, in his judgment of our lives, has distilled the requirements down to something very, very basic and simple. And it is, as he says in the gospel, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you came to see me. And so very often in our lives, we feel that we're not able to live up to the, the high standards of the gospel and especially in terms of law and the legal requirements of our faith, we all fall short of these. And sometimes we just are incapable of living the commandments or the laws. And this gospel is a great source of reassurance to us in that kind of struggle, because it comes down to this. Whatever you did for the least of these, brothers or sisters of mine, you did it to me. And so it does actually call us to a very high standard of charity and justice, that we pay attention to those who are in need, that we pay attention to how we treat other people. We, we pay attention to how we speak to others, to how we think about others, to the actions we carry out in other people's lives. These are the things that will matter at the end of time. And all the practicing of our faith, all of our celebrating the Eucharist, our prayer, our listening to the word of God, all of these things are meant to make us more charitable, to make us more just in the way that we treat the poor, in the way that we treat each other make us aware of the neglect that we are guilty of in our lives and makes us do something about that neglect. So that it does call us to vigilance. And, you know, how do I speak about other people? It's one of the great things that Pope Francis talks about, uh, that the whole reality of gossip that we dismiss so lightly, saying that it's only human, but actually we can destroy another person by what we say to them or what we say about them. We can destroy our relationships by the way we think and feel 
about other people. And it is important that we challenge our thoughts and that we challenge our feelings to be as the feelings and the thoughts of Jesus. And, you know, we look at probably coming up to Christmas, we will be more aware of giving to charity. But the, the requirements of the gospel are a daily one, uh, that we look at this every single day of our lives. Whatever you have done to the least of these, you have done it to me. And Jesus identifies most fully with the person who is in need, with the poor, with the destitute, with those who cannot help themselves in this life. When I think of Christ the King, a person that comes to my mind automatically is a woman who became a friend of mine uh, for just a few short years, but in her youth she was an incredibly, stunningly beautiful woman. She had a radiance in her like that of Princess Grace of Monaco, and people of our generation uh, remember the utter beauty of Princess Grace. This woman lost her beauty to her addiction. It was like her addiction ravaged her, robbed her of every semblance of beauty that she had, and held her until her death, held her completely in its control. And the only thing that she was able to do that she had some kind of control over was that she prayed right through her addiction and praying not so much for herself, but she lived a life of intercession for other people. And while she would be dismissed by her appearance because like the suffering servant, she had no beauty no obvious beauty to attract us. She was in some sense one that we would turn away from when you would see the state of her physically, but yet to encounter her, really encounter her, was to encounter a very profound woman of grace, a very profound beauty within her. And she might not have been able to do an awful lot for the poor, but what strikes me about her is that in her humiliation, she actually became Christ. She became the opportunity for me to love Christ in loving her. And I loved her greatly. And she loved me greatly. And my very last encounter with her was just before Christmas, about a month before she died, she came to see me in the sacristy and she kissed me on my lips. And I remember that kiss so tenderly because not only was it she that kissed me, it was Jesus himself in her that kissed me. And what she is a reminder to me about is that it is in her, it is in people like her, that we are most likely to find Jesus. And when we look at our own life history, like I look back at times in my life that I am ashamed of, things that I did that I humiliated myself by, times when I was humiliated by others, 
and everything in me wants not to remember these things. And yet somehow God is saying to us, Jesus is saying to us, that it is in those moments that we are actually closest to God, closest to Jesus, that we are most identified with him. And the, the scripture says to us, God is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. And so when we were crushed by life, by our own weakness, by our failures, he saved us. He lifted us up to an incredibly beautiful experience of himself. So I would say let us not lose heart in our own struggles and our experiences because Jesus is the king who didn't come to be born in a palace. He was born in a stable to enter into the poverty and the weakness of every single human life. The cross is his throne and from that throne he gives us the promise of eternal life. And so let us look at the way we think about Jesus. Let's put aside the earthly ideas of him as a king and see his true authority in the way that he comes to dwell with the poor, with those who are in need, with the sinner, with the destitute, with the weak. Let us also encounter him in our own experiences of weakness and sin and even in our shame, knowing that he is close to us in his mercy, in his love, in his grace.